What's up, beer drinkers, and welcome to another special in our beer combo series. This time, I sit down with Elena, and you might know her as a craft girl on Instagram. We talk about, of course, how she started on Instagram and and the different way her account has evolved over the years, including a, a little bit of bourbon. We <laughs> we go through her bourbon collection a little bit, and we also talk about uh, her love for travel and. Uh, just you know anything I brought up she was willing to talk about it and I although I didn't bring up every subject under the sun we talked about a lot I think we covered a lot of ground here and I really enjoyed talking with her and hopefully she and I could meet up at a beer festival one of these days and create some content for y'all <laughs> anyway uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and untap search cold brew podcast and friend us and we'll friend you back and you can also email us at coldbrewpodcast at gmail.com email any suggestions or concerns or you know things you want to hear about on the show we really appreciate the feedback and especially a feedback on instagram i got dms for possible uh theme songs uh, walkout songs for or walk up songs or walkout songs for elena for this beer combo and i got a lot of good ones i'm i'm gonna use two i'm gonna use one of mine and one that was suggested by uh the toad man i think that's <laughs> that's his handle you know the toad style is immensely strong and when properly used it's nearly invincible all right so with that it's time for another beer combo here is elena and i talking about beer Gotta crack open my beer. I got the uh, the Renhouse uh, Blackhawk. Have you tried that one yet? I have not. I haven't been getting the new releases very often from there. I need to make time to go. Oh well, I got it from Ground Control out here in Litchfield Park. They're pretty good about getting uh, some of the the uh, the rent the rent house anyway. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad they're destroying. They used to like not destroy anywhere. Right, yeah, you'd have to go in, but with their new spot in Prescott, it makes it easier for them to, to create volume, right? Yeah, exactly. What are some of your favorite uh, breweries in the in the Valley? Um, Definitely Ren, for one, Shop yeah. Beer. Um, Ad Astra in Prescott as well. Right. Um, it doesn't really count as a brewery, but Superstition is also fantastic. Well, you know, uh, meteries always get the pass, or they they seem to be enveloped in the craft beer world, because where else will they fit, right? They don't really fit in the wine, they don't fit in uh, in the liquor, so they always get lumped in. Them insiders. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think, but I think there's, there's enough room. There's enough room for everyone to have fun. Oh, absolutely, and I think the craft beer community is a lot better than the wine and hard liquors. So <laughs> that's true. I, I would I would think so anyway. But correct me if I'm wrong. Your Instagram, didn't you start off as a craft beer girl and now you're just a craft girl? Or did, am I misremembering that? Yeah, I used to actually be AZ craft beer girl. Then I moved, so I took the AZ out and took bourbon and wine. So I got rid of the beer. But then I just went back to just beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what did just... Because of your personal taste or just uh, you didn't like uh, the stuff you were getting, like, you know, off offline comments? 
no yeah it was just because the content was changing so i wanted that to reflect oh okay i got you so what yeah. else are, what else are you crafting like craft foods craft cocktails oh no like we did i was doing bourbon for a while right. we, like we made it a hobby to like go bourbon hunting um and then i some days i just like prefer wine so i started posting the wines that i did but then it's hard it's not it's not as easy to like do and review wine because it's not like you can just crack open a can of wine and finish <laughs> that it's like you open a bottle and then you have to commit to finishing the bottle which is not usually like a a daily thing so right yeah it usually takes me two or three if i'm by myself it takes me two or three days to finish a bottle of wine Exactly. And by that third day, it's already tasting kind of off. Like it's starting to oxidize. So, right. But, um, but, but if you went to, through a bourbon craze, do you have any bourbon still left over? Cause those keep very well. Oh, yeah. Tons. I mean, I have more bottles than I can fit comfortably in my house. So, well, do you have any, any, um, uh, any, any, uh, exclusive bottles? Oh, a bunch. Um, here, let me go. I mean, we had the full Weller um, lineup of oh, everything yeah. from the Spike TV to um, all the colors, right? Um, and then we have a bunch of Blantons, uh, the black Blantons, the gold Blantons, just the regular Blantons, a couple bottles of that. Um, a bunch of, like, the rare smoke wagons. I have a lineup of those right now. Um Oh God, I have, I have everything in here. Like if you can, if you can think of it, I probably have it. Like the, the Eagle rare. Oh yeah. I have a massive bottle of Eagle rare. That's just been sitting here for what two years now. It's like one of the big boys. Yeah. That's the, uh, obviously you won't be able to see it on the podcast, but like right. it's the one, it's like the two year oh, yeah. ones. <laughs> that thing's massive. <laughs> that's going to take you years to finish. Oh yeah. Unless you have a big blowout party. I, uh, I got my own first and only taste of Eagle Rare when my brother got married. Um, as groomsmen, we got flasks uh, for our groomsmen gift, and he filled it with Eagle Rare. So that was, and I had it in my coat pocket throughout the whole night. So even <laughs> I didn't do it while the ceremony was happening, but I did have a sip when I was in church. Perfect. <laughs> That's the right way to go through church. <laughs> I, uh, um, yeah, so I'm not a big bourbon guy. My brother's a huge bourbon guy. He loves his weeded bourbons. That's some of his favorites, like Weller's and Maker's Mark is easy, easy to get. So I live vicariously through his bourbon. Although I enjoy it, I'm not as big a fan, but I knew you were going through your bourbon phase. That's why I wanted to ask you about it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a fun, it's a super fun hobby, for sure. And like trading it, finding it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's... It reminds me of like the beer community when the people go after the whales, like say like the, yeah. uh, like, oh, well, not so much treehouse anymore, but like the, uh, seems like everyone wants like the toppling Goliath assassins or four four fifty North. Do, do you like some of those, those fruity beers, like the four fifty North, like, or the slurshies or. So I used to live in Indiana where four fifty North is. Right. Um, so I don't know. So, and my fiance used to pedal the shit out of 450 North. Um, I, I'm personally not a fan of the Fruit of Berliner styles um, for like so many reasons. And they don't trade well because they're not, they're not stable beers. Like they're fr like, fr you know, ferment, the like, um, you're still fermenting in the can cause you're putting that raw fruit in there and you, yeah. you haven't like, you know, you haven't killed the yeast in it or anything. So that's why, you know, the cans explode, blah, blah, blah. Um, 
don't like the taste of them. I don't go after them. Uh, and then there was so much like heat around that brewery and, and everything. So yeah, not a fan, not a fan. Yeah. I'm not a big fan. Uh, there are a couple, the occasional, um, sours I like. So when, uh, Will, Will Walterson was over at Ren, they, their last Fresca series was hot and it's kind of died off. And then when he went over to the shop, they did the that orange Julius, which was total fire. I, I love that fucking beer. And now he's got, now he's got an orange Julius uh, uh, sour on tap. And I, I kind of made a little um, comment like, now where have I seen this before? When he put it on uh, on Instagram, because that guy really knows how to make a sour if he wanted to. I mean, he he made those two series popular in the valley, and now I don't even hear about him as much anymore. Yeah, I mean he definitely had the golden like touch with that style i if i'm ever going to drink one i'm drinking one of wills like the lost frescas was like absolutely my jam yeah for um just i don't know if it's like the acidity or what he does but it's his fruited beers are much more pleasant to drink than any of the other ones that i've had canned i don't know if because they're like just like you know usually fresh on tap and they're usually crowlered like they're rarely canned right um because after shop beer started canning their orange Julius, like I could not, I am not a fan anymore. I don't know if it's like psychological, but it doesn't taste the same to me. It did. It did. It did have a fall off. I agree. Um, have you tried any of Will's seltzers? You know, I haven't. It was on tap last time I went, but I didn't bother because I was drinking all the, the stouts. Yeah, I wasn't sure that was going to blend well. That that uh, he has one that's uh, cucumbers, uh, lemon, and salt. Like oh, I, I forgot what he, yeah, it was. It's amazing. That's my daughter's favorite uh, uh, nighttime snack. She always, she always has me make it for her, and so it reminded me that it tasted like that juice that's at the bottom of the cucumber lemon and salt when I make it for her in the bowl. Um, although, admittedly, she adds way too much salt for my taste. <laughs> um, even though I put it enough, she always puts way more. Um, and then he had another one. It was a like a, a mimosa uh, seltzer, which was unbelievably delicious. I'm not a big seltzer guy, but those two were, they hit the spot. But then again, I just had tasters. I didn't have full glasses. Maybe I'd get sick of them after a full glass of them. Could be, could yeah. be. But yeah, those both sound fantastic. I'm definitely going to have to try them when I go back up there. Now, yeah, let's, well, you brought it up, but that, that Oktoberfest party was just off the hook with all the stouts that were being passed around. I I kind of felt bad. I, I could have brought a couple of my uh, stouts that I had in my cellar so I could uh, share with the, the crowd. Yeah, I well, I didn't get a formal invitation because I wasn't a member until I went up there. So okay. I didn't see that we were doing a bottle share. But yeah, same here. I have so much stuff that's just honestly going bad at this point because I just don't have anybody worth sharing it with. Like, um, I still have like other half uh, the Bananaversary one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, which was like super hype at the time. I have uh, Dark Lord Day bottles from Topling, uh, yeah, Topling Goliath. They no, uh, Dark Lord Day. So that's Floyd. Floyd. That's yeah. Floyd. That's three Floyds. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I have a bunch of stuff that just, a lot of Jester King, like Jester King, that makes like absolutely fantastic spontaneous sours. Right. Um, do those keep? I didn't know those kept. The sours, the sours, absolutely do. Honestly, those um, anything that's kind of that style just keeps really well. The barrel aged stouts also keep pretty well, but anything else, like the regular stouts, I feel like don't keep. I do have well. a, I do have one, um, was it 120 minute IPA? 
I have one in my oh, cellar. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> they say those keep. I don't know. I've had it for a year and a half now. I'm, I'm I'm waiting for at least three years before I try it. I feel like it has a lot to do with the ABV. Right. Um, actually, I'm pretty sure it does. And so those higher ABV ones just keep better. I mean, the same as like you know wine and all that other stuff. It just keeps better when the alcohol is higher percentage. Yeah, I think so. I've been trying to get some people together for a bottle share. I've been trying to get people together for a bottle share for. I don't know, ever since I moved to the Valley, <laughs> um, it's hard because, it, well, especially during the pandemic, nobody wanted anything. Everyone wanted, you know, to stay in their houses, which totally understandable. So uh, now that, you know, people have been vaccinated and it seems like things are opening up more, maybe we can get a bottle share going. Um, have you ever been to a bottle share? Have you ever done one of those? Oh, yeah. Tons, tons and yeah. tons, uh, like small ones, large ones. Um, I think the last one that I went to was the beer zombies one in Las Vegas after the, um, after the beer fest there. So that was like what, two years ago now. Mm -hmm. Isn't there, don't they have a beer festival this weekend over there in Las Vegas? Could be, could be. (laughs) I think they do. Cause, uh, I was wondering if I was going to see if I can go, but I ended up, um, not being able to go this weekend because I had some other stuff to do yesterday. But uh, when was the last time you went to a beer festival? And which, which one was it? I think it was also that one. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you've noticed, but like Arizona doesn't do like very good beer fest. I don't know if it's because of the liquor laws, because you have to have those tickets. Yeah. Or at least everybody does it that way. Um, and there aren't really any big breweries that do them. Like, I mean, I... I, I went to like the wandering tortoise one, um, like their sour fest and then the haze fest. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I consider those really beer festivals because it's just one shop tapping everything. It's not yeah. like the, yeah. Definitely an event, not a festival, but there's strong beer festival in real wild and woody. Those are my two favorites in, in the, in Arizona. Um, I've also heard of the, uh, what was it called? Something in Flagstaff called something in the Pines. I, I'm totally, I'm sure people are yelling at me right now, <laughs> yelling at their phones while I'm misremembering it. And then there's Baja Brews, I think, down in Tucson. But really in the Valley, Strong Beer Fest and Real Wild and Woody, those are the two marquee beer festivals. The other ones are kind of smaller and not as significant. Not that they're less important, but those are the two that yeah. are my favorites around here. Just strong beer just brings out like the of course the big beers because it's, it's called strong beer um yeah. but it also brings out a lot of uh, um outside um vendors or outside you know participants yeah like yeah. you know like uh, i think that was the first time i ever had ever had uh i'm gonna totally uh thrash this name but hunupus from cigar city their stout oh yeah hold on this one i think i have one in here oh you got one that was fabulous uh-huh. It was also the first time I had Black Ops by uh, by Brooklyn Brewery. That one is that one is amazing. I haven't had Black Ops. I haven't had that one in a while, but I had a bunch of the Huna Fests. Um, and of course, I think I moved it from this uh, mini fridge. But oh, okay. I had. I used to I used to be good friends with their um, director of operations. Uh, and then he moved, he, he switched career paths. So I don't mm-hmm. have the, the, the hookup anymore, but every, <laughs> every Huna fest, they used to send me all like the whole lineup. Um, so I used to just drink it at home. <laughs> yeah. You, no, shit, you're lucky then. Uh, I just had it that first time. And last time at, 
at Strong Beer. So that's a really good, they got a lot of turnout. And then Real Wild and Woody was really good about that too. They had a lot of different breweries come in from outside, but it seemed like the last one, which was two years ago, it's usually in July, it's at the convention center downtown. They, uh, um, they really focused on more of the local craft breweries, which is great because that brewery that since it's inside it gets really congested in certain areas especially like when they have the shop and rent house and um dark sky all in the same quadrant it's like why why are you guys doing it this way <laughs> spread them out a little bit these are the more popular guys put them in the at least you know at least put them in the corners in the opposite yeah, corners yeah but uh yeah those are the two fests to look out for if they start coming out and i know they have the october fest in fact this weekend in wickenburg um, that's a little that's a little trek to go to a beer festival. I don't know if you really want to drive out there, drink a lot of beer, and then drive home. Yeah. Unless you have a yeah. The, lo- the last time I went to Strong Beer Fest was before I moved the first time, mm-hmm. um, and they didn't have a lot of big names out there that year. So hopefully, since then they've grown a bit. I'll have to go next time. Um, how did when you when you started your Instagram? Um, what was the whole purpose? Did you really want to just do beer, or were you just like, "Hey, I think it'd be fun just to show people what I'm doing"? Um, it was my. I, I was so used to working, taking 18 credits, and then like running the equestrian team. And competing and having the dogs and then when all of that fell off i was like i don't have anything to do so i'm like this is my new hobby oh okay um, so i started the beer stuff because mm-hmm. i thought it was interesting how quickly like did you rise to an influencer st- uh, status was it really quick did it take a while um i would say like maybe like a year or so yeah were you ready for it? Um, like when it happened, like the next thing you know, you have over 10,000 followers or. Um, yeah, I mean, it was like a gradual growth mm-hmm. and, you know, being, being Gen Z, you like grew up on the internet. So it wasn't like anything crazy. So. Did you expect I it? Would, I would, uh, no, not really. No. Like I was ne- like, I was never popular growing up. So like, like having people actually like want to look at me was like, oh, wow, maybe I'm. Yeah, not that weird. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's weird when yeah, that it's definitely weird because when you grow up, you have this sense of self that I think that maybe you um, get perceived by others. But then when you go online or or meet like when you're you know an adult, go out in the adult the real world, then you get this total other perception that you sometimes you aren't ready for or used to. Um, some people do really well to change and some people, it seems like you're handling it pretty well, but other people, uh, they just, they, they don't like it. You look at celebrities and when they get famous, they get weird because they get withdrawn or whatever. I'm not saying you're a celebrity, but it's definitely in the same vein, right? Yeah, no, I would totally agree with that. And yeah, like, like you said, like there's, you know, I only have like 20,000 followers. I'm in no means like I'm, I'm like a micro micro influencer. But I mean, in certain circles, like, you know, I, I will go to the bar and people will recognize me occasionally. So that's cool. But like, like for example, you, which was awesome. Like, I always am like humbled by that. I'm like, wow, people actually like care that I exist. Amazing. <laughs> and like, I'm so grateful for it. And, I'm, and I always get super excited and happy. 
I, um, I, I have to admit, I, I kind of, I was inside, I was fanboying out because I see you online and I, I don't like to bother people, you know, as far as like online, I'll, you know, interject every once in a while, but I don't, you know, I just want to let you do your thing, you know? And, um, in fact, I was going to invite you and your fiance to sit with me and my friend. I'm like, you know what? She's not here to hang out with me. She's here to have the event. I'll, I didn't want to bug you. That's why I didn't even talk to you the whole time. <laughs> Oh no, please. Like invite like I don't think people understand. Like I'm just forcing myself to go to breweries. Sometimes I'll even like straight up go alone and just buy the beer and like sit in a corner by myself. Like I don't it's not like I'm like, oh, I can't be bothered. I straight up like a lot of my friends most of my friends are not like as into like beer and stuff like that like I am. So when I'm going out and people like invite me to their table, it's like the best thing ever. Cause I'm like, yay, friends who are like actually into beer and like actually enjoy this instead of me dragging people by their like hair and their teeth like to go out to a brewery with me yeah my my friend i took i brought with me mario he uh he comes with me to all the beer i drag him to all the beer festivals he's my quote photographer so when i'm you know posing and stuff he's the one who takes my pictures and um yeah he and i hadn't hung out like in i don't know like over well he 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 and i hung out like at a house like in August, but we hadn't gone to a beer event and I don't know, since the pandemic started. So that was our first outing as far as beer goes. But I don't know, uh, since moving here in 2016, you know, I have some friends, but most of them are married and, and they have families and they have, you know, other obligations, the people I work with. So I don't have, I go to beer breweries and beer events alone a lot of times because, you know, I can't drag anybody else with me or I can't convince anybody to like beer as much as I do. So why, why bother? So next time, yeah. next time I see you in an event, I'll, uh, I'll see if you want to hang out and talk about beer. Yeah. And that like, I'll, I'll ask a question and, and bring up another topic if that's okay. No, but, like, please. The, in San Diego and in New York and like the other places where I've like hung out and like flown to like beer fest and even like, uh, Florida, the, like the craft community is like super tight there. Like there's always like the Instagram community, um, like another social media is like, they always like get together and go to the festivals together. And like, there just isn't that in Arizona. I don't know if the community is smaller here or we're just more like reserved or like the, you know, there aren't enough events for us to like, you know, get hype about, right. but I feel like we should, I, like, at least me and you should like start like trying to get people to actually go like as a group, like, like, you know, carpool together, go there um hang out like go to the different like spots together which is what i used to do like before mm -hmm. covid like we used to, like we flew everywhere we all met up um and then we used to just go to all the events together and that was like so much fun and then covid kind of absolutely ruined that and it's right. starting to come back up but not at the same scale well, i'm down yeah next next big beer event yeah let's uh let's try to get a group of us together and and post online as a group like uh, i see it too i see it in new york i see it in florida um where else have i seen it i see it san diego yeah all the spots you you mentioned like yeah all the all the the well for me because uh, my instagram is just i don't have a personal one i just have the show one and all i follow are beer people like if you don't post anything yeah. about beer like in 10 posts that's that's my own personal thing like i'll stop following you because you're not really about beer you like beer but you're not as much about beer and um, yeah, all the, uh, all the hotspots, it seems like there's always like a little, little group. So I'm down to start an Arizona group. Why not? Oh yeah. That sounds fantastic. Um, have you ever met any of the other, uh, um, more socially famous people in, in Instagram in Arizona or 
I met Tara. Oh, Tara. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, Tara yeah. T. Yeah. yeah I, yes. I had her on the show like a couple years ago. Yeah, she's really she's really nice. She's fantastic. She's super sweet and super adorable. And I, I was fangirling when I saw her. Like, um, I met her at Shop Beer Co. And I'm like, oh oh that's so awesome that's yeah. so awesome we got the same spot um but yeah like i i like told everybody like oh my god she has like the most aesthetic instagram account like she does a really good job with like her colors and like her just the overall mood of her account um yeah love her stuff. she loves going out into the the wilderness taking shots and she's got her plants and all that stuff it's so great yeah. and her little the dinosaur stuff yeah her little boots oh, she always yes. wears <laughs> <laughs> love that love that yeah she's uh, she's as awesome um in person as as she seems to be online but that's just my my own personal take oh yeah i i think she's even better in person than she is online like that just adorable fantastic just a glowing person i love her i don't even know if she still lives here anymore because she's been posting recently from different parts of the country or if she's just out you know on a walkabout um, because I stalk her very uh, in depth, <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure she's visiting her brother and her family um, oh, okay. in uh, in wherever they live. But I think she's still. Well, last time I checked, she still lived uh, here, but further. She's like out of the valley. She's like more in like um further away from the central. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For what she does, she really doesn't really have to be in the valley. But it doesn't seem like <laughs> seem like her job's pretty cool, pretty flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. what about, uh, um, anybody else? Um, who else is there? Like I, you know, I meet the people <laughs> who actually work in beer here. Um, well, there's uh, I one, don't know. one of my favorites cause she's always, I have, she's a regular, she has a regular spot in the show is, uh, Rachel Bierkowski and she's a, she's a historian and a Cicerone and she pours over at what, um, Bone House up in uh, up in what's it Fountain Hills, and she also started the Beer Bays family on on Instagram. Yes, I think I follow her. Okay. Um, I guess her stuff doesn't pop up on my feed as often as it should, so I'm gonna have to just like force interact <laughs> with her posts to make sure they pop up for right. me. Yeah, she's uh, she's awesome. If you ever get a chance to get out to, have you been to Bone House? Once in passing when I was going hiking, but not often. Okay. It's it it's I love the motif up there and their beers are really good too. Um their IPAs, they they do very good IPAs. Their other stuff's okay for me anyway. It's a beer is so subjective. You can't really say a brewery doesn't brew good beer just because you don't like their styles they have on tap at the time, right? What kind of styles do you like? Um, I'm super open to everything. Like again, like you said, if it's it's done well, I enjoy it. I don't like um I don't like poorly done hazy IPAs. I don't like, but I love hazy IPAs. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much. I mean, loggers and pilsners. I feel like they're also hard to find because you can't mask a poor beer with like hops and you know fruit and stuff like that. So like right. a good lager, a good pilsner, um, and you know that's a broad style. You have all your all your subs sub styles of that. Right. So like anything in that category. Um, uh, anything like spontaneous, like your, um, oh my God, I'm blinking. Um, Cantillon. Oh, yeah. I have, I have not had any of Cantillon ever, ever. Okay. 
whole that style it, all the way is fantastic oh god oh my god my, i'm losing my beer card with this but <laughs> no i think you're firmly placed speaking of beer card um do you get a lot of uh, um, like comments or DMs that you don't like beer or you're just posing? You're not really, you're just a poser? I used to. Yeah. Like as I, as I like started, like as I was growing, yes. Mm-hmm. But now I've established my community that are all like really supportive and it's almost hard to make like real content because so much of my, like, my content is mm-hmm. like posting like the comment or the DM of like oh, yeah, people saying like, people dumb out. stuff yeah yeah and that's like that's like 50 percent of my content and now that like everybody i've just cur- curated this community of like people who are like genuine and like uplifting and supportive and like i reciprocate the same it's really hard to get people who are like just coming in to like be an ass right and i i understand their um that argument you know that influencers are just posing they're not really i i understand i don't agree whatsoever maybe i'm super gullible and super lame but every time someone posts a picture about beer online i just think they're beer fans and they love it maybe is it me is it me that just like your account uh, tara's account um any of these uh quote beer girls i just I, i i take it for granted that they're beer fans i i don't i there's no shred of doubt in my mind that they are yeah and i mean like it, and, and then the, there's there's the other thing like do you have like where where does it say in the community guidelines for instagram that you must be like a beer fan trademark to like post a picture with a beer right you exactly. could just have like went to the brewery and been like oh i like their vibe i'm gonna post a picture with their beer because i just like enjoyed it mm-hmm. that's valid like and you can say oh like this is you know a, a great craft blogger because i liked it it could be Budweiser and nobody else could agree, but my opinion is still valid because it's literally just me posting my opinion online. Right. Exactly. People take, people take social media so seriously nowadays and they feel like they must, they must like enforce their own opinion on other people. And it's like, it's just them doing their own thing. If you don't like it, like you said, unfollow. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, speaking of, of, uh, of Budweiser, what's your favorite macro? Um, so I love Yingling, but okay. they're not technically a macro because they're still like technically an independent craft brewery. According to the they, definition by the Brewers Association, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but they're definitely my favorite. What else do I like? I will absolutely buy Corona and Tecate whenever I don't feel like drinking like heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, craft beers okay for sure yeah i you know that to each their own i i remember the first time i had yingling because they, they don't distro out here it was in new orleans and yeah. I, got, I got super excited i was at a restaurant I'm like oh shit they got yingling and i remember someone's like yeah so i'm like well i've never had this before <laughs> and it's popular <laughs> so i'm i'm excited and i drank it i'm like yeah it's not the most remarkable beer but you know i got to try it <laughs> it's yeah exactly it's one of those things it's just one of those things. What else? What are, what are those other like really high beers that like aren't anything special? Um, I mean now like um, Hetty Topper. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, Pliny the Elder. Mm-hmm. Um, Pliny the Younger. Like all those. Like yeah, they're classic. They're like staples of the style. But like 
I've had similar or I've even had better for like from like some microbreweries. Well, so. that, uh, eight thousand, almost almost nine thousand breweries in the U.S. alone, craft breweries. You're gonna find wow. some that are better than the the big hype beers. I, I those are the OGs because they established themselves early, and mm-hmm. they definitely earned their spot. And they are definitely good. They're worth trying. You know, don't let anyone dissuade you from trying Hetty or um, what did the, the uh, Julius or. Yeah. Um, any of those other ones, you know, the, just because they're like, oh, those are old, but yeah, they're they're classics for a reason, right? Have yeah. You, are yeah. there any on your list that you haven't tried yet? Because I haven't tried any Treehouse yet. My brother, um, God bless him, he already was able to try a Treehouse, and that was that was the most jealous show I think I've ever I've ever recorded with him was when he had Treehouse. Um, you know, I really don't i used to trade a lot for everything hype and i also okay. grew up in the i used i grew up in the northeast so every time i like went back for christmas or just to visit family i used to again drag my family to all the breweries and pick up everything fill a suitcase with beer and like you know come back home and have it in my fridge i i don't unless like something new has popped up in like the last two years i've probably tried some of their beers I think the only thing I would trade for currently is uh, Suarez Family Brewery. Um, they're loggers. Pretty sure they're out of New York. Okay. Which, every time I've had them, they're out of New York. Yeah. So have you, have you ever brewed beer yourself? Uh, one, twice. Twice. Um, they came. They came out okay. <laughs> nothing, to, nothing to brag about. That, that's my next yeah. step. I have to do. I have to. I. That's my next thing. Is I want to get a home brewery kit. Um, in fact, I'm going to ask for gift cards and such for Christmas, and then I'm going to I'm going to do it over the holidays and just see how it goes. Because two things, people always ask me because my my beer podcast if I brewed beer, and I I the truthfully I've only helped like I've helped a couple brewers at uh, um, back in California when I lived there uh, brew beer, mm-hmm. um, and it just gives me that more intimate knowledge of beer. You know, I I think I know a lot, but there's all these beer industry people that post stuff like Wart Wrangler, for instance, comes to mind, his Instagram. Like there's a lot of inside shit that I have no idea about or uh Lil Hopflower. She, uh, she's always uh, into the, uh, um, the brewery lifestyle. And yeah. I kind of just, I, I kind of want to get, I just want to get the joke a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> now it's definitely not a production brewery. I'm a home brewer. I'm not saying that just because I brew at home, I'll understand the industry as a whole but maybe i'll have a better understanding of it yeah absolutely absolutely i mean like the basic science is absolutely the same yeah um yeah and you just grow up to scale have you always been into beer were like was like when you first turned 21 were you already into beer or is that something you acquired over time were you like because i was i thought i liked beer but really like when i was turned 21 i'm like oh give me a long island iced tea give me a um uh, a vodka shaken, not stirred. I thought I was fucking James Bond. You know, I was trying all these different, and it wasn't really until like, really, I started this podcast that I really, really got into beer. I thought I liked beer, and I thought I knew beer until I realized how much I do not know how about you. Like, were you already into beer, or was it something that you had to acquire? Um, I got into beer because all my friends were twenty one, and I was underage, and craft breweries were the only places where I wouldn't get carded. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I definitely not acquired. I just always liked it, which I feel like is really uncommon. 
It is. It is uncommon. And especially like IPAs. Did you like IPAs right away? Because I'll... Uh, I'm sure you didn't listen to our show, if at all, in the early days. But I actually did a... Uh, I grew up Catholic. I don't practice now. But I always liked the idea of Lent and the will it takes to give up something. Um, so yeah. <laughs> I did like a reverse Lent and my brother dubbed it IPAs for Jesus. I said, I'm only going to drink IPAs for the season of Lent. And so every single beer I had, and I did not like it. But at the end of that IPAs for Jesus... I grew an appreciation now. It's one of my favorite styles. Now, did you like IPAs right away or did it was it acquired as well? I can't remember a time where I didn't like IPAs or I did I remember when I didn't like sours. Okay. But that's the only that's the only style I remember having to acquire a taste for. Wow, okay. All right. That's something I kind of like sours immediately cuz it reminded me of chewing on lemongrass. <laughs> but yeah, so IPAs. Yeah, IPAs. Uh, yeah, I've, I've heard that a lot, but I think it has to do with our physiological makeup. Some people like take uh, to bitterness right away, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it like depends what you grew up on. Like you said, you remember chewing on lemongrass, so you mm -hmm. absolutely loved like sour stuff. Lemonheads were some I, of my I, favorites. I yeah. 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 I like sour candy too. That's sweet. <laughs> um, I loved coffee, like even as a child, like black coffee. That's all my dad would drink. Like I wouldn't drink any coffee. So then anything bitter going forward from that, it just made sense. Yeah, so do you? Um, how do you take your coffee? Black. Yeah. So do I. I love tasting all the everything that the bean has to offer. It wasn't always like that. I used to always put like a lot of sugar, a lot of milk, a lot of cream or whatever. But yeah. I think it was a five, no, eight, eight or nine years ago, I decided to just try to dump as, or, you know, get rid of as much sugar from my diet as possible. And one of it was my coffee. So I started drinking my coffees and teas without any, with nothing in it. And I realized there's this whole flavor, flavor profile for coffees that I had no idea and teas as well. And it kind of translated into beer because all these coffee stouts was just like these are fucking amazing now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where before it was just too much roast. Like I, I didn't care for it because I was so used to the the sugar. Yeah. Now don't get me wrong, I still love me a pastry stout, but um, going back <laughs> to going back to the uh, just you know the non pastry style stouts, I just love that whole roasty, ashy, um, bitter flavor from the from the from the grain. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. So where have you lived then? You've lived in New York? You lived in uh, Indiana? Um, I, I, I grew up in... Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I, I just took for granted that you grew up here in Arizona. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I grew up in Connecticut. Okay. Um, so I went to New York a lot, didn't grow up there though. Oh, okay. Um, then I moved here for college and then moved to Indiana and then moved back. So lived in three states. Okay, so you like Arizona the best then because you moved back, or just opportunities? No, absolutely loved it here. I absolutely hated the Midwest. Like there is <laughs> nothing good in that region besides Chicago. I've never been to Chicago. I, I've always wanted to go though. At least we have Lou Malnati's down here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love going to that place. I love that pizza. I just, I'm glad I live so far away so I don't go there like every weekend. <laughs> 
It's just oh too much. God. So do you like a New York style pizza or Chicago style pizza better? New York. New York. I'm sorry. Chicago style pizza is not pizza. Oh die my God. Heart. I will die. Really? There, there's a hill I will die on 100% of the time. And it is that New Haven pizza is the best pizza in the United States, if not the Western Hemisphere, like, done. Well, forgive me if I'm wrong, but pizza started in New York, right? That's where it got famous? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, and there, I can't name, like, the top um, uh, pizza places in New York. Oh, probably However, some, probably a raise in there. Probably. Famous probably. Ray's, Ray's original, something like that. <laughs> something like that. But if you Google it, mm-hmm. best pizza places in the United States, I'm pretty sure number one or two, or best pizza in the world, I'm pretty sure number one or two is Frank Pepe's in New Haven, Connecticut. Oh, okay. So I will die on this hill. That's awesome. I, I love all style of pizzas, to be honest. In fact, there's that Instagrammer. I don't know if he's in, he's in the valley. His name is Wizard of Zah. Yeah, I follow him. Yeah, yeah, I follow him too. And he's always, all of his pizzas that he posts, maybe it's his filter he uses, but they just look amazing. Like, how come my pizza doesn't look like that? <laughs> oh my God. He also has a pizza food truck, I believe, right? Oh, he's got one now? I didn't know, or does he always had one? I had no idea. I don't know, but he did a collab with Shop Beer Co. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also had a pizza truck there, a food truck, and I assumed it was his. It might be. It I have no idea. Yeah. The um, what's your what's your favorite? Is pizza your favorite uh, indulgence? No, 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 no. I have a really weird taste in foods. Like I will eat like pickled onions out of a jar, um, and that will be like my fa- <laughs> like my favorite food for week. And that's been my favorite food for like the last couple of months. Like just pickled onions. Pickled. I don't, I don't know why. Think, I don't ever think I've ever tried pickled onions. You absolutely have to. Yeah. <laughs> What's the best brand? Can I find it at Safeway? Um, you know, I don't think you can, actually. I have to go to restaurants and ask, like, um, oh, gosh, uh, the place right next to Sleepy Whale um, starts the G. The that oh, was, oh, no, I was thinking Nelson's Food Market, that seafood no. place right next to it. Oh, no, no, I'm not Sleepy Whale. I'm thinking of uh, Wandering. That's the same, yeah. same guy. <laughs> anyway, they have really good pickled onions. And okay. every time I go, I'm like, can you just fill like a little tuppy for me? And I'll just take <laughs> you home with a snack on pickled onions. Oh my god, my poor my poor fiance. Oh, and then like edamame with garlic. Mm. Also, just like my new favorite food. I love edamame, yes. That's a good that's a good that's a good uh those are really indulgent. Those are just more like uh, um like I'm when I'm talking about indulgence, I mean just a food that's like really bad for you, but you so totally love like ice cream or pizza or hamburgers or I don't love unhealthy food. I like okay. I will go like like my midnight snack will literally mm-hmm. go go into the refrigerator and take a handful of like lettuce leaves and then just like shove it in my mouth. I'm I'm I don't get I don't understand why I am the way I am, but I absolutely <laughs> love vegetables. I wish I was more like you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 waking up in the middle of the night and microwaving some uh, um some chicken nuggets. Oh my god! <laughs> I get five of them. I already know my it's my routine. I get five, put on a small plate, press the one minute button, then I'm done, and then yeah, it just it's 
it's my right now it's my go-to midnight snack what so so <laughs> so um now i i really have to ask you because i think i'd be amiss if i didn't talk we didn't talk about arizona wilderness and the whole fallout and everything uh, did you are you following this whole um controversy or not controversy but this saga that's going playing out online social media about arizona yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to find more info on it too. I know, um, I know there are allegations that their uh, culture is horrendous, um, which I don't doubt. Yeah. Uh, and then someone getting hurt on the job, and and that was years ago. Ubering. That was like five or six years ago that happened. It was Aaron Dubell. Yeah. Or Dubell. Yeah, I don't know how to like, pronounce it. My question is like, why? Like, I guess nobody heard about it, or everybody just forgot because they weren't in the spotlight at the time. Or no, 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 nobody forgot about it. No, everyone heard about it. Everybody in the beer industry knew about it because when I went to Irene's, they had a they had a organiz- um fundraiser event at Irene's back when before it it was when it was Irene's a tap room in uh, in Phoenix. They had a fundraiser event almost. Everybody from the beer industry was there. I saw people from the East Valley, West Valley, North, South. Everyone was there. It was for Erin and to fundraise for her her medical cost. Uh, I met her. Um, she was really nice, and uh, um, her wife is it was super sweet. Um, and I met a lot of beer dig. And it, I I was like, I was a fledgling in the Arizona beer community at the time, so I didn't want to ruffle any feathers or or ask any inappropriate questions, but. Until this came out, I had no idea the scope of the injury that she suffered or that it was even at Arizona Wilderness. I had no idea. Um, hmm. And so if, if you go on my Instagram page, the uh, the cold brew account, I put a bunch of screenshots that turned out some of the um, stories that were shared was actually written by Aaron. And um, yeah, how do you... But there's been all sorts of... Uh, um, sexism posts especially with the rag ma- rat magnet revelations um there's also been like uh i forgot the uh, the name of the i know women of the bevolution i i like i like their account they put out a bunch of stories and a bunch of uh, screenshots that people take from different accounts um how do you feel about the uh do you, do you think that uh arizona wilderness can change are are they tainted forever how do what 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 do you what's your your opinion about all this i mean sorry to put you on the spot i didn't tell you i was gonna ask you this but i think it's something no. that a lot of us should at least talk about yeah no it absolutely needs to be talked about openly by everybody for sure and that's and that's only the only way you get that stigma around victim blaming or mm-hmm. like the hush hush and getting rid of that entirely um but i i guess just knowing this now i definitely am not educated enough uh, knowing all the allegations currently, I actually d- did not know that the injury was not recent. I actually thought it was more recent than five years ago. Again, mm-hmm. I wasn't in the community five years ago because I was 18. So, okay. um, <laughs> uh, but as a general blanket statement, beer and whiskey, and honestly, most industries right now are male dominated and have mm-hmm. a lot of stigma around them um unless they are in the spotlight and unless women speak up about what is happening to them then it won't change and we need to continuously talk about it and continuously improve to make sure we don't have things like this happen again 
right. and having open dialogue and not victim blaming and listening and listening for those things and asking for that sort of feedback is key. I don't know what Arizona Wilderness is doing right now about their culture, but if they are not like actively listening and putting in programs and like um, calling out and punishing people, like I know Renhouse, uh, the only reason I'm, I'm mentioning Renhouse is because uh, their owner um, made a comment about their own culture about this stuff. And it's a one strike and you're out. So if you say something sexist, you say something racist, you say something homophobic, you act some way towards a certain person, you're fired, you're done, you're out of that company. Mm-hmm. There are no strikes. Like, and and that is the com- that is the culture that's ingrained in their management and their ownership. So I trust them. I trust they're not going to do anything wrong. At least I hope, you know. And yeah. <laughs> every everybody makes mistakes, but I feel like at least from what they said, they would be the type of people to own up to it immediately, not when it comes out. Like they wouldn't be reactive; they would be proactive, um, and and do things like that. I agree. I, I had Drew on the show not too long ago, and um, that's when, like, right after the rat magnet uh, stories came out, and and I asked him about it, and he said, "Yeah, they're very proactive in making sure that all their employees understand it's not tolerated and stuff like that." So I agree with with what you said right there. Um, I also know that AZ Wilderness has hired an HR representative to handle all this and to uh, to uh, learn from what had happened. And going forward, they are willing to make changes. Now, whether that happens, this is more like a long-term thing. You, uh, With the cancel culture in, in this country, it's very dangerous right now uh, for companies to have um, something of this magnitude come out. However, I'm more of a change culture. And I'd like to give them a chance to at least try to establish change. And I talked, I talk about this on the show coming up Friday. But um, let's let's hope they change for the best because they are a large. They have a large footprint in the Arizona beer community, and it'd be a shame for them to fold because of this. I mean, I don't think that their business has been affected by this at all. Um, you think only the beer community knows about it and like very little else? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. If I didn't know about it until recently, then then I guarantee you outside of the beer community, this is absolutely not talked about. Well, it was it was reported on azcentral.com. They, they had a story about it. So at least it's getting recently out there. Or yeah. like five years ago? No, okay, no. that's yeah, good. Yeah, just recently. So um, yeah, it is going to, it is out there now outside of the beer community. Because that's a, like a major publication here in the Valley. Yeah. Yeah, again, we don't read the news. My <laughs> right. de- I guess my generation just does not read the news. Like, my friends do not read the news, don't listen to the news. So, it's mm-hmm. uh, unless it's on social media and it's broadcasted, Right. I wouldn't say that many people hear about it. But I, I do. I did see that they're busy. I did see that like, both our locations are still busy. Mm-hmm. So... But I also heard that uh, they're they're kind of overextended with their, their downtown... Um, the location they kind of staff wise or just they kind of overpaid but they're, so they're in financial trouble or they're like staffing wise I, I think it's financial it's more like they're over they're not in ruin yet but um it their return on investment hasn't um come back as quickly as they thought it might so i'm not saying they're going to go under they're not folding they're not going to close the location i'm just saying that they're not as healthy as maybe they uh, they could be had it gone the way they went. Now, could be a pandemic thing, 
could be that it they ask, just yeah. it could be that they just they misread the market. I don't know. Yeah. So we'll we'll wait and see. That's a wait and see thing. But um, yeah, I just wanted to get your two cents because they are part of our beer community, and um, I always tell people who are online, even if they're just small part of the beer community, they still are a part of the community. So their opinions matter. And I think uh, you being a larger part, I think your opinion matters a lot. But do you get a lot of people from the valley, or are you more like uh, nationwide or worldwide? Do you get a lot? Of, do you get a lot of people from Brazil? I have a lot of people from Brazil hitting me up. I do too. <laughs> I think like one or two percent of my followers are from Brazil. The majority of my followers are from uh, New York and Phoenix. Those are like my two major cities, okay. and then California next, and then Brazil. Like my like for countries, it's like U.S. is like fifty percent or seventy five percent, whatever, and then like. Brazil is like the next biggest one. I don't know why. Yeah, they got a big chunk down there. I love it. Like I kind of want to visit, just even though the seems like the country is is. But that's just from you know world news reports. The country's not doing so well, but as far as the beer community goes, it looks like it's popping down there. <laughs> right. Um, also, like going going to like festival or something like that would be a lot of fun. It would be. Have you ever been outside the country? Like you know, personal travel. You know. Vacation? Yeah, um, I used to go to Argentina every year. Okay, um, I've been to pretty much every uh, island in the Caribbean because that's where my parents like to travel. Hmm. Um, just came back from Mexico. Uh, been to Chile. Been to your way. Like Chile, have you have you been if, like the Andes and stuff like that? Yeah, have yeah. You, yeah. Have you are you are you are you a hiker? I forget. Yeah, big yeah. hiker. But um, have you? Have you uh, what was your favorite spot hiking down in in South America? Um, my grandparents have a house in uh, San Luis, um, mm-hmm. so I never went foot hiking. But we always used to take the horses up through the mountains around there, like the hills. Um, and there's a big lake, and it's like surrounded by mountains. And then there's like a uh, an F uh, Formula One track that goes around the lake. <laughs> really? So just going up there. Yeah, it's actually like it, it's a beautiful area, um, but like going up there is, is always gorgeous. Wow, that's that sounds amazing. Just the fact that there's an F1 track around the lake. It just sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know if it's in use anymore, but. Oh, have you ever been to a car race? Um, I know they I have the track down in Avondale. Oh, I haven't been to one in Arizona. I okay. went to the IndyCar races in Indiana, um, like the Indy oh, 500. Wow. Oh, you've been there? Like the Brickyard? Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it, was, it was fun. Um, I was actually on the track because uh, my fiance was filming mm-hmm. the races. So that was fun. Is, is that what he does? He's a photographer? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, wow. That's why your your photos are so amazing all the time online. <laughs> How do you like? Uh, do you use a like the digital camera or or phone? Do you do you use both? It's mostly iPhone, but yeah, we have a DSLR um, yeah. and also just the iPhone 13. Oh, okay. Oh, we got 13 Pro. Yeah, he got the Pro Max, and then I just have the regular one. Pro Max is like a little mini tablet, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> pretty much well i don't know i have like really large hands so for me it wasn't like that big like this one's actually kind of 
small like my i can like fit my whole hand like around from like top to bottom on the regular phone oh wow (laughs) i have the 12 um i got little hands i got really small hands um big enough for what i do but um yeah i don't know if i could fit my whole phone my hand around Uh, i guess i can a little bit um yeah i just but when i got this 12 because i had the eight before and it's a little bit larger so i found myself like i had to relearn how to stretch over for the other side of the screen (laughs) um well you know what elena thank you so much for taking time and and talking to me and i look forward to um going to a beer festival and hanging out later on down the line absolutely we will definitely have to plan a, a az beer community meetup for the next event Right on. I'll uh, talk to you soon. Bye. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the desert, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. I've been to Reno, Chicago, Fargo, Minnesota, Buffalo, Toronto, Winslow, Sarasota, Wichita, Tulsa, Ottawa, Oklahoma, Tampa, Panama, Mattawa, La Paloma, Bangor, Baltimore, Salvador, Amarillo, Tocopilla, Barranquilla, and Padilla, I'm a killer. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the desert, spare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. Travel, I've had my share, man.